Welcome to the zone. And if you're in the States, happy Thanksgiving slash indigenous people week. I am usually the co-host of this show. My name is Rich. I'm filling in right now because spooky Mike C is off on Thanksgiving vacation, spending the holiday with his family. So uh, we didn't want you to miss a show. So I came in to give you guys a little mini so because... We're just kind of going to do the review segment, but uh, kind of wanted to touch base uh, with everybody and let everybody know what's coming up because Mike C is also going to be out coming into this upcoming weekend, and we're going to go back to the earlier in the week schedules. So with that being said, uh, it's it's going to be an interesting time. So uh, we are going to actually do a cool Thanksgiving hangover edition of the Horror Zone 607 podcast this upcoming week. It's going to be myself and diesel from the three fat nerds podcast and uh we you know he hates horror movies but we're gonna get him to watch thanks killing so we're gonna review thanks killing next week that is next week on the show and i know i got ahead of myself and i'm telling you about next week but but that leaves this week and of course this week we're gonna be talking ghostbusters afterlife and uh cannot wait to share that with you uh, before we go there, though, I just want to let you guys know how to get a hold of us on the social media accounts. We're HorrorZone607 on Facebook. Like and share the page. We're at HorrorZone607 on Twitter and Instagram. Use the hashtag HZ607 whenever you're talking about the show. Of course, 8122productions.com is the place to go for all things 8122productions. Find out more about HorrorZone607, the 3 Fat Nerds podcast, 607TWS, and so much more. The T Public store is there. If you would like to support, there is a sale going on. You can get a great HorrorZone607 uh, logo shirt and so much more over there. Make sure you check that out as well. And of course, if you would like to support us on Patreon for as little as $1 a month and get a ton of extra bonus content, you can do that at patreon.com slash 81 Two two productions, and of course, all of those are in the liner notes to this podcast. In case you forgot, getting the business out of the way. So, uh, like I said, this upcoming uh, weekend, uh, coming out in the beginning of part of next week, which will be probably on Monday for everybody, myself, and because uh, we're going to go back to putting out podcasts on Monday for Horror Zone Six Hundred Seven here on the uh, because. I have, uh, through my work and getting some things done, going back to recording on the weekends or right about the weekends is 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 a lot better for us. So we're going to do that and put it out every Monday for you. Probably get together on Saturday or Sunday to do it. This weekend, of course, Mike C. will still be out of town on his Thanksgiving vacation. So myself and Diesel from the Three Fat Nerds podcast will be talking, uh, doing a full episode. There'll be horror movie news, well, horror news in general. And also, we will be reviewing Thanksgiving, like I just said. So keep your eyes on that. And just so everybody knows, going forward, Monday, will be the time to get this unless you're on patreon and then patreon you will get it on sunday 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 uh because you get it early on patreon and it's unslashed it's unedited uncut all that happy jazz so with that being said let's get to this week and what's going on with this of course we promised you we were going to do a ghostbusters afterlife review but i feel like we did a great job of it on the three fat nerds podcast and instead of me telling the same story for the crossover that we have we are actually just going to do the review from 3fn so if you're not familiar with the three fat nerds podcast it's, a, it's another podcast it's a podcast that i host i co-host horizon 607 spooky mike c is usually your host and over there 
I'm the host, and we do uh, everything about pop culture and nerdum. so it's a good thing if you would like to check it out if you're into that stuff. We also tell a lot of jokes and uh, try to be entertaining. It, it can be kind of vulgar at times. We're going to let you know. There is some swearing, and there is a lot of fun to be had. We get a little inappropriate at times. You know what I mean. But uh, we did go see Ghostbusters Afterlife, and we did this great review for it. So for those of you who usually who don't listen to Three Fighters Podcast, this is going to be a good way to listen to the review we did for Ghostbusters Afterlife and convey everything that we wanted to get through for those of you who do listen to the 3fn uh you guys might have already heard this if you heard the latest episode uh just because like i said it would be weird for me to come in here for those people because we have a lot of fans that are crossover on both and me to say the same exact thing that i said (laughs) on uh monday which came out everywhere on tuesday uh so uh, that's how we decided. So uh, you're going to hear that next script. And at the end of it, I'm going to come back, kind of give you some final thoughts, wrapping everything up to come back. So without further ado, let's kick it on over to the Ghostbusters Afterlife Review. Too hot to handle, too cold to hold. They called the Ghostbusters and the end control. Had a throwing party for a bunch of children. Well, all the while, the slime was under the building. So they packed up and It's time for Diesel's Movie Club, and that means it is time to talk some Ghostbusters Afterlife, as that is the movie we saw, that is the movie's come out. Let me give you guys the news. By the way, I, want, I love how everybody leaves this little fun fact off, but I'm going to put it in there because I was there for it. So, uh, originally this movie was released on August 23rd, 2021 at CinemaCon. It was then also released at New York Comic Con on October the 8th. And then, of course, it hit the theater's nationwide on november 19th 2021 and they always leave off the new york comic-con showing it's almost like it didn't happen well, no, you, it's not that it happened it just happened before so it happened after the first one so right 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 but they already debuted yeah but usually they put a like multiple and it was funny well even in that little uh, buffer video we saw that one time yeah. they they showed the crowd from new york comic-con but talked about CinemaCon. Yeah. and i'm like uh, it's definitely the nycc thing behind you but whatever uh, anyways, no love. Get, get, I get no respect. It's like Rodney Dangerfield. It's got a runtime of 125 minutes. Uh, it was produced by Ivan Reitman and is based on Ghostbusters by Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, and Ivan Reitman. It was written by Gil Keenan and Jason Reitman and directed by Jason Reitman. Uh, cinematography done by Eric Steelberg, edited by Dana E. Golderbin and Nathan Orloff, and the music was by Rob Simonson. Uh... Of course, the cast, great cast, lots of people, but just throwing it off there, Carrie Coon, Finn Wolfhard, McKenna Grace, Paul Rudd, and so many more in this movie. Of course, also, later on in the movie, spoiler alert, the Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody knew that. Of course, the budget of this movie was $75 million. Do you want to know what it's up to worldwide so far? Take guesses, gentlemen. Uh, worldwide, probably 130 already. Uh yeah, I was, I'll say one forty-five. Just to be different. Unfortunately, the rest of the world does not love it as much as oh. the United States. Sixty million dollars. Okay, so it should make us money back by week two. Uh, still, not nothing to scoff about in the pandemic. Uh, let's do a quick synopsis of the film. Spoiler-free synopsis of the film. Uh, this movie, of course, is 
is coming off of the 1980s when the ghost problems were. After that, the Ghostbusters kind of went their separate ways, if you will, with uh, Egon uh, going to a place where he thought that the world was going to come to an end. Years later, he would die. His family would inherit the house. And the kids, who his grandchildren, who never knew who their grandfather was, would discover their grandfather and also discover the Ghostbusters when paran- the paranormal shit hits the fan. I think that's the best way to <laughs> go about it without spoiling it. Uh, before we go into the spoiler territory, for those of the people who haven't seen it yet and may still want to see it, we're just going to do the classic recommend or don't recommend, or if you're in the middle. So thumbs up. Thumbs down, thumbs in the middle with this movie. And I will start by saying I give this a strong thumbs up. Probably two thumbs up strong. You should definitely go see this movie. If you're on the fence, go see this movie. I also give two thumbs up, two big toes up. And uh, (laughs) if you're wearing sweatpants, all five up. (laughs) Ron. I'll give it a thumbs up. I'm not going as deep as those two. Thumbs up. All right. So with that being said, that brings us to that part of the show where we have to drop the alert. When the alert's done playing, we will be in the spoiler zone. All right, it's spoiler time, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so as we know, you usually do the good, the bad, the ugly, if you will, and then we jump into the uh, the game of the ratings, and then we give our own ratings, the nerd scale, and of course, I usually give my critical rating as well. Uh, so I'm going to do it a little differently here because I don't think, I think that the positives are going to outweigh the negatives in this movie, unless Ron has a ton of <laughs> negatives, so it fall falls on you. So we're going to actually start with the negatives of this film. Okay. Because I feel like there's going to be more of a glowing review than there's going to be a negative review. And I'll start with my negative because I have only one. And uh, that, that one is that it, there was a lot of story building in the first like hour of the film. I thought that some of it was a little drug out. With that being said, I didn't think it was bad like The Eternals because later in the movie there was callbacks to everything that was drawn out. So it wasn't like it was worthless. That's the only reason I didn't think it was bad. But I do think you probably could have shaved some minutes off the movie and still gotten the story told. So with that being said, that is literally my only detraction. Diesel. Yeah, see, I don't even see that at all. Like, I actually loved how it flowed in the beginning of the movie into the climax. I actually think the climax came out a little too fast. So I'm going with the complete opposite. Fast in a two-hour movie. <laughs> Give me two hours, 43 men. Oh, Jesus. Okay, I, I, yeah. I don't know if I can agree with that, but... Um, there are the basic plot holes, what you're going to get in any Ghostbusters movie, anything in this, like, genre. And even that... Not enough to me say that that's a negative. I loved it. <laughs> All right, Ron, negatives that you uh, thought of Ghostbusters. Negatives are pretty much, it's basically Ghostbusters. <laughs> like, straight up, the first movie. Because <laughs> that's how I felt. Um, I've heard that argument, and I have strong disagreements yeah. to that argument. No, I, it's just how I felt, like, watching it. I'm like, okay, here's the, okay, I get it. Okay, yeah, okay, we've seen this. Get it, got it, done, Okay. That that's just how it was. I still enjoyed the movie, so. Well, that's fine. I'm just saying. I, the only reason I have strong disagreements with that is because it's not like Force Awakens, where it really is a carbon copy of New Hope. This was more like, yes, you did have Gozer back, because if you're going to reboot something, that's that's what you should do is go with the big bad first. You don't ever go with like, oh, we're going to reboot this, but we're going to use a secondary villain. That would be that's just obnoxious. That's some bullshit that, that other people do, and it doesn't work. Hello, DC, because uh, we don't know who the fuck they are. You know what I mean? Uh, but that's that's the only reason I would say that that's like that was the only thing that was the same. Because outside of that, the plot 
does change. I mean, we get some funny line one-liners out of that when the Ghostbusters show up. So, in the positive zone, because I'm going to cover most of that in the positives anyway. The positives of this movie is I did think I did like the fact that they did not let the Ghostbusters show up until later in the movie. Yeah. Like, there's a part of that movie where you feel like, oh, maybe we were wrong. They're not going to be in this movie. You do get the little cameo early on from Ray, but there's, like, no sign that they're showing up until they show up. I wouldn't have been upset if they didn't show up. Well, once again, that's what I'm saying. They, but, I, I mean, it was a nice moment for fans, and that's the only reason it was there. But there was parts of the movie where I'm like, oh, they're not going to show up. Even when the plan starts to hitch off for the end of the movie, I'm like, okay, fine. But I was also fine with that. I could have been fine if they didn't show up either, but it does wrap it in a nice little bow for fans. Uh, I do, like I said before, I still stick by what I said before. I still believe this was a, a tremendous level editor to fans. If you are a really big fan of the original movie or the franchise as a whole, you're going to, from what I've gathered, you're going to love this movie because that's everybody I've talked to who was fans of that loved this movie and thought it was amazing because that's what it ties into. So they were really writing a love letter to the fans as well as writing a story to tell future stories because one of the things that I left out, Jason Reitman during the, the Comic-Con panel uh, had talked about uh, how they were going to what he wanted to do with this movie was reinstill the re- reinvigorate the franchise reboot it restart it get it get it back up it's a continuation and that way all of his famous director friends could take their shots at making ghostbuster films if they would like and i was like oh so they're basically trying to tell stories and in the second uh we'll talk we'll break it down later but in the second of the two, uh, the mid-credit and the post-credit and the post-credit, it leaves it open really big for the new movie or another movie to come after, which I do believe we're going to get. Uh, like I said, I loved all the nostalgia in it, and that's probably where I fell in the deepest traps. There's tons of nostalgia. Even the cartoon, it gets a nostalgia in there because we get a ghost from the cartoon and also toy line, which was pretty fucking awesome with the one-eyed uh, ghost that comes out and his yep. eye pops out. Yep. That's from the toy line in yep. the cartoon, so that was pretty cool. I, I dug I dug a lot of this stuff. I did do I literally I, I said it was a little long in the beginning, but I did like how they kind of wrapped it all up. That storytelling made you fall in love with the family. It made you understand where they were coming from. It made you you know you could kind of almost put yourself in their world where you're like, oh man, I didn't know my grandfather was this famous Ghostbuster and scientist. I didn't know you know. And later on with the daughter, she's got such hatred for her father because he left her. When she finds out the truth and finds out he's you know, it's this warm feeling. And that brings you to the end of the movie, which has this beautiful moment. Of course, you know, I guess we're in spoilers zone. Egon returns to, for what is an amazing, like, moment of the movie. <laughs> Very heartfilling. Broke Diesel. <laughs> Did break Diesel. I'm watching it, and I see I mean, it. I teared up, too, but. I see it coming, and I just blurt, blurt out very softly. Yes. I heard him. Don't f- fuck. What the, What was it? It was like. It's like, don't fucking do this to me or, so, or, or something like that. I was like, fucking, yeah. no, 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 it's fuck you. You were like, fuck you. You said it yeah. just like that. You are like, fuck you. you. And not in a bad way. It was a, fuck you, don't do this to me. <laughs> because the big reveal, you know, the Ghostbusters uh, come up, they're, they're shooting Gozer. The, it, she uncrosses the streams, sends them back flying, and then the, the little girls start shooting and then they all start shooting, and then you just see the hand grab her hand and start raising it up a little bit. And I'm just like, no. And they you know, pan back a little bit, and you see Ghost Ramus, and it wrecked me. Yeah, it fucking wrecked me. And then they me. move over in line so they can cross all four streams. And when they're in line, it's funny because, like, Ernie Hudson looks first. And he's just like, what the hell? And then, and then <laughs> no, just, Bill, just, not just Bill Murray. Bill Murray's just like... 
He just looks at he's just like, eh. and then and then and then right. Ray like jaw drops, and then like after after they trap Gozer and the movie, I love I love I thought I I you know you had the funny line from Bill Murray where he's like I had a feeling you'd show up, and like and then like you have I felt like I don't know if they were ad libbed I don't know if it was like. Like, so there was in the script. Either way, it was a beautiful, because you have a moment where you have Dan Aykroyd, like, you know, I'm sorry, my friend. And, and uh, you know, oh. Ernie Hudson was, you know, it was a very emotional, like, it was a very emotional ending, which was super cool. Even, you know, Bill Murray has got teary-eyed there. But they tried to bring it back with some jokes in between the, because it was so emotional. I, I like that. Like, when, when 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 he walks over to to the to the granddaughter and is just like, hey, Pete Bakeman from the home office, uh, you handled yourself really good out here. You know, like, I got to thank you for your help. Uh, we're gonna go inside the house and we're gonna have hot chocolate. Some of us are gonna put bourbon in it, but uh, come join us. Oh. And mind you, it's it's not their house, so it's kind of funny he's throwing it out there. And then you know you have you know Dan Aykroyd talking to podcast. Yep. Yes, one of the, the little boy in the movie's name with, is podcast. With the callback to you really found your voice in episode forty six. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a fan of his podcast. He's, he's, of course, by this time, podcast is covered in marshmallow goo from the mini marshmallow men that he had to take out at yeah. the end of the movie. What she gets props because you just took on you know the embodiment of a uh, evil god right there that's no small accomplishment single handedly he says you single handedly took on an evil an evil god a gozer by yourself like 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 what the hell like it was kind of funny uh we, we get to love moments uh, of course what really wrecks you is the the final is when you know so ghost ramus uh, or Ghost Egon, if you will, for the movie. Ghost uh, he, he, he He goes, his, his grandson, you know, gets shoved over to him and he's like looking at him. He fixes his collar and kind of does this, this. And his granddaughter comes over and he puts his, her hair out of her her glasses. And, and then, of course, the mother who, you know, had the strange thing comes up and just, this is what wrecked Diesel, by the way. It's probably going to wreck him talking about it. Uh, gives him the big hug. It wasn't the daughter hug. It was because I always felt more for the, the granddaughter than the, the actual oh, okay. daughter. But when uh, you know they hug and then he disappears and he goes up into the the night sky and then it just says for Harold. <laughs> Fuck you! It was, it was beautiful. <laughs> Don't do this to me. <laughs> it was beautiful, man. It made me feel like goddamn Kevin Smith up in this bitch. <laughs> uh, it was it was oh. beautiful. And then of course we get the happy ending for the movie because we finally get the Ghostbusters theme and the skyline of New York in Ecto One driving yep. across the bridge. So. That was kind of with the full siren. So, I mean, they ended it great. Uh, once again, I know we kind of went rushed through, but in the positives, I thought it told a beautiful story. I thought it did what it needed to do. I think after I saw it with Ken M, I said to him, I said, I really, on top of being the, in my opinion, one of the greatest love letters to fans ever, I'm like, this should be the template for how you restart up a franchise because they hit all the nostalgia to get all the fans back in. They still told a good story. And on top of that, they left enough open that somebody can go, oh, here's where we run with it. So before we go into the bonus scenes, because I want to get to them, uh, positives from Diesel that I might have left out because I know you kind of jumped in there because we yeah. had a lot of the same positives. Um, absolutely love the youngest two actors in this movie, McKenna Grace and I forget the actor's name who plays podcasts. Yes. But those two were absolutely phenomenal. Yes, they, they were. They stole the movie. Yes. Um, I wanted to hate during the um, the pre-commercials the last few times. By the way, the podcast was played by Logan Kim. This yeah, was correct. his first movie, by the way. Yeah, he He's been good. in other projects before this came yeah. out because, of course, this movie yeah. was shot in twenty the end of 2018. Uh, beginning of 2019 is when they wrapped shooting. And then all the post work, it was supposed to come out in 2020, as we know, and got pushed back. But yeah, Logan Kim was, this was his first movie. And Celeste O'Connor played uh, the love interest of uh, of one Trevor, played by Finn Wolfhard. Yeah, no, lucky, she also lucky, was very good. Lucky, yeah. Yeah, yeah but the, the kids stole a show. Um, in the 
previous weeks, like every time we see the movie, you see the um, the baby Stay Puft Marshmallow Man scenes with uh, the Walmart, which wound yeah. up being at Walmart. And I was like, oh, don't no no, because I'm tired of Baby Girl. I'm tired of Baby Yoda. Because yeah, I'm not not the characters themselves, so don't worry. But like the the idea of just, let's take an icon and like babyify it. Baby Stay Puff Marshmallow Man were the absolute best. <laughs> the scene where they're the ones like walking across the heated grill, just smiling <laughs> as it's going up in flames. By the way, my kid pointed this out. Did you notice the Terminator reference? Because it puts the thumb up as it's smiling. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, that is super cool. They did a bunch of them. One gets ran over by the, the, the Roomba. Roomba. One gets one gets floated and then splattered inside of a of a uh, blender. blender which was super it was a lot of cool yeah. scene I, yeah. I wanted to hate them and i even i couldn't i was like all right these things are fucking awesome <laughs> so yeah um pa- paul red was great like everybody was great in this movie and it By was way, shout outs to uh, people's sexiest man alive paul red well yeah because that was what he was voted when can we cancel this Stupid objectification of <laughs> toxic, toxic masculinity right there to find us. Especially especially Paul Rudd. He's all that is toxic yeah. masculinity. <laughs> well, you know, according to Ryan Reynolds, he signed a deal with the devil, and that's why he's staying. Well, yeah. yes. Dude, he looks better than he did in Clueless. He looks younger than he did in Clueless. <laughs> well, maybe there is something to the the, 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 the feeding on babies or something. Um, Isn't that what they get accused of? Actors yeah, and such? I don't know. Well, but yeah, everything about this movie I thoroughly enjoyed. I I went in there expecting to love it. I didn't expect to wind up loving it as much as I did. It was it was great. Did you have any positives you want to add, uh, Ron, or even just throw in the fact of ones we mentioned? Even just so? no, like the the two the podcast and uh, the granddaughter there it stole the movie. Like I I, I enjoyed them completely. Uh, Muncher was okay, a nice little nod to Slimer, just a little different. It it played into the movie when you see it. Um, like Finn really wasn't in that movie that much. <laughs> No, uh, but he's—I mean—he's the solid name, and yeah, he, no, he was, he, it was—it was so somebody, uh, as Diesel said in the car, somebody to drive Ecto One, and which the, he didn't really do in real life because, <laughs> in real life, by the way, because we found this out during the uh, the during the panel in New York Comic Con, the line of him failing his driver test three times is actually real. He had failed his driver <laughs> test three times, and to this day, he still does not have a driver's license. So they had a stunt driver drive the whole time because he couldn't drive. But <laughs> That's awesome. continue on. I, I just want to throw that behind. That's the actually story. kind of funny. So we found that out. But kind of Grace actually uh, ratted him out for that on stage. <laughs> the, that line was actually real. Like they, they, they ad-libbed that in. Well, they added it into the script last minute because he had failed his driver's test three times. Nice. But, uh, like, which is fine. The, the, my whole thing is he's there to drive Ecto-1, and he's there to introduce Lucky, basically, to, to have that little thing. Like, I don't think you need that whole set of scenes. But Well, I don't think you need him chewing up the scenery as much. I mean, I understand why... F- well, on a couple different levels, I understand why you needed a Finn Wolfhard. If you are going to reboot the franchise, you are going to need new Ghostbusters. And he's at the age where he could become a Ghostbuster. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, the two youngest ones, you know, they could be around, but I don't see them as full-on Ghostbusters the whole time just because they were still kind of young. I mean, at this point, Junction's are a couple years older, but, you know, it's hard to explain, like, why we have a 16-year-old Ghostbuster on the team, uh, whereas Finn, Finn's going to be over 18. is over 18 in real life anyways. Yeah. But even if you went by storyline, would be over 18 yeah, now. At the, end of, at the end of that, yeah, because he was... He was, well, no, he was, he was no, 15. He was 15, 15 going on 16. and He lied, he lied and said he was 17. He lied about 17, but he'll be 18 by the time the new movie would be made easy so you could say that he's living into the legacy and they're behind him because if you needed that so i mean i understand why and also it's nice to see a movie sometimes where your major stars aren't the focal point true and i like that they took that to the kids because the kids definitely did a great job like you had the two youngest people on the set (laughs) were the best 
in the movie. And, and some of her jokes were actually her, so, so bad they're good. Dude, the anti-jokes were the best. <laughs> yeah. Like the, what do you call, a, a, what's the difference between a, a, cigarette, a cigarette and a, and a hamster? hamster? They're, they're the same until you put them in your mouth and light them on fire. <laughs> like I was like, it's an anti-joke, so I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, she she was great. Like absolutely loved her. Um, yeah, yeah, they, they stole the movie for me. No, absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not. I'm like, yeah, definitely go see this thing. But uh, I, it just felt kind of to me. Well, the one thing that was missing from the movie that uh, before we go into the ratings and stuff was part two. But it is now being said uh, from the production company from Jason Reitman's desk that they did that on purpose because. They have there's ideas for the next Ghostbusters movie uh, that we get to see in the bonus footage. We'll go into in a minute where part two will be actually the forefront of it. So therefore, they are going to tie up loose ends. Also, I was like, it's kind of hard to bring back Vigo when the painting changed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm just throwing it out there, not saying that he can't be come back, you know, because you know we have problems. So we had two mid credit scenes, or we have one mid credit and one post credit scene. Sorry. The mid-credit scene, I had told you guys and, and teased it, that, and I made sure I reminded yeah. Diesel that there was something fun, and it was the most creative thing I've ever seen done for a mid-credit scene. So, in the mid-credits, if you're paying attention to the credits, it starts listing. You know, it does all the producers, then it does the cast, and you go through the cast, the new cast, and then it says, you know, of course, with appearances by Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, Annie Potts. And with Sigourney Weaver. Yes. And I, when I was sitting at New York Comic Con, I'm like, Sigourney Weaver? Where, where the fuck did I miss Sigourney Weaver in the movie? <laughs> Cut to the mid credit scene where Sigourney Weaver is giving Bill Murray the fun little uh, shock tester for his psychic energies that we saw in the original movie. Yeah. And that was hilarious. The only thing that would have made that scene better is if they would have gotten the kid that played baby Oscar as a grown-up to be standing behind his mom telling Bill what the, yeah, the exactly. answers were so it would, that would have been yeah. kind of funnier because you would have added that character too yeah. not complaining that that didn't not happen that, not that just, he marked the cards not that he marked the cards well we finally got a resolution to that because he finally admitted he marked the cards well not only that but he, he only shocked the guys yeah well, which, which you saw in the first one <laughs> right, he, right. But he, he, admits, he admits to it out loud <laughs> he only shocked the guys so then, uh, so that's really not important to the franchise as a whole, other than a fun way to have Sigourney Weaver in there. Like I said, yeah. it's great if you're not paying attention. All of a sudden, you're like, "I miss Sigourney Weaver," yeah. and then that happens. You're like, "Ah, they got us." And then, of course, there's the post credit scene that a lot of people did miss. I had, to, I, I actually sent a message to somebody on Instagram to DM me to ask because they missed it. And I have no problem uh, going over it. So in the post credit scene, we end up with uh, some footage from the original movie where uh, Annie Potts' character is giving Egon. Harold Ramis' character, a coin from the World's Fair. And so it's her lucky coin. It's before they go up on the roof. And he goes, well, I can't take this from you. I don't know if we're coming back. And she's like, no, take it. I have another one at home, which is funny. <laughs> so fast forward, we're, we're sitting. She's sitting in the uh, waiting room of what we find out is uh, um, Winston's, when, you know, yeah, Winston. office. Because he's a financial guy who's made millions. Yes. yes. And so as they go, as she goes in, she's flip playing with the coin. And she's like, they were talking about the Ghostbusters. And he goes, well, you know, you had, you know, Egon was was the brains, uh, and uh, Ray was the heart, and uh, Vankman was the the glue, and he was like, and uh, she was like, well, what were you? And he was like, well, obviously, I'm the sex appeal, <laughs> which was great. 
And then uh, he goes on to talk about how joining the Ghostbusters only was a job at first for him, but became his life, and that he learned that he could do anything, and anything was achievable, and that's why he created this big financial empire, and he started with one other person, and now he has hundreds, and we find out that he's been floating Ray's bookstore for years, and he goes, one of these days, he's going to turn a profit. It's kind of funny. <laughs> oh, that was a sweet moment, actually. And so as, we're, as, as he's explaining that, he's talking about, you know, I've done all this, but I will always be a Ghostbuster. And in between, we start seeing him walk into the well obviously not while this conversation happened but it's, it's interchanging with him walking into the firehouse and it's disarrayed obviously and he opens the doors and Ecto-1 pulls in because uh, finally it's home and he's like rubbing on it and then all of a sudden the camera pans up and it's the containment unit and the red light is flashing cut and then we get uh, baby say puff once again inside the <laughs> Ghostbuster symbol uh, which was really cool so I, that was more important to the point I was making that he wants to make more. And it looks like we're going to get more Ghostbusters movies. And I'm all right with that. I don't know if they're going to be as good as this one was or the original or whatever. But I'm all right with this franchise being back and alive. Yeah. Maybe see more Paul Rudd. That would yeah. be a big move for them. The home office is going to need some guys. Some guys. Some guys. That's what I would do with the next movie. Like have some training going on and yeah. then shit hits the fan and we have to see if the new trainees are going to buckle under. Because obviously... Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray and Ernie Hudson are getting a little yeah. old, man. It's 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 like going to be harder. I mean, Bill Murray, great on the jokes, but man, was he looking old. Yeah. yeah. Ernie Hudson was not looking old, all right? He yeah, just got thrown out that. He Black don't good. crack. Black don't crack, man. He was Dude, looking good. He wasn't he, lying when he said he was a sex appeal. That man is looking fine these days. <laughs> he, he really is. He's kind of like in like a slightly older Idris Elba. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, I will say Bill Murray's getting old. Yeah. yeah. But his one-liners were great. I loved his Gozer one-liners. <laughs> you know, of course, you had to come crawling back to me. <laughs> <laughs> like that was what I wanted in this movie when I if I when I saw the Ghostbusters and uh, the funny part is we were talking about it after the theater last night I don't think I mentioned it to you so when I saw it at New York Comic Con it wasn't like a, a movie going to it we were in this big room uh, the Empire Stage which is a gigantic room it's kind of like Hall H a little smaller than Hall H but kind of like a Hall H like room there was like six to seven thousand people in this room. And none of us knew where they were showing the movie. So, I mean, I kind of told the story before. Basically, Jason Reitman's on stage uh, with the entire cast, the new cast. All the kids were there, plus Carrie Coon was there. The only person who wasn't there was Paul Rudd, which he was doing something for Marvel. That's hence why he wasn't there. So there was this whole great thing that they did. And then at the end of it, they basically were like, the guy who was hosting the panel says, you know, you brought a clip along to show the folks. Do you want to introduce it? And Jason Ramon's like, yeah. And he's like, you know, once again, I want to thank you guys because you guys are the most patient fan base of all time. You guys have waited a long time for this. Well, guess what? You guys don't have to wait anymore. I'm showing you the movie. And we went fucking nuts, okay? So the, the reactions in the room weren't like a movie theater. It was like being at a baseball game. So, like, when the first time you see Ecto-1, everybody was clapping and cheering. The first time, you know, you saw the proton packs. The first time you saw the traps. The first time, you know, the, the jokes, people were audibly laughing because you weren't in, a, like, a movie theater atmosphere. When the Ghostbusters show up and you think that this is where Gozer is going to win, and then all of a sudden you hear, hey, flat top. The New York crowd lost their shit. Every, there was people standing, cheering, that. yelling, and then, of course, it pans yeah. over. So I missed the whole, the first few lines that yeah. Bill Murray says about, you know, crawling back to me. And, and you know, I knew you couldn't stay away. But my, I thought we already decided, you, you know, my friends didn't, you know, thought you weren't <laughs> right for me. And, and, you know, whatever. After they get knocked to the ground is the funnier one. Yeah. He was like, we could have been a real thing, you know. Uh, we could have been the, the best power couple, couple of all time. <laughs> he was like, but all you want to do is rule and dominate and maim. <laughs> And then, and then Winston is trying to get a sneak shot off, and she catches it. He's like, oh, it was worth a shot. <laughs> I still love the, 
are you a god? And everybody's just looking at him. And Ray pauses. And they're like, come on, Ray. Not again. And he's just like, yes. And then Winston jumps in. We're all gods. Oh. Uh, it was a good callback. But I love how he, he paused. And they're like, not again. Really? Come on. Of course, callback for that. I, I just thought it was just well put together for a movie that was about, you know, an old movie to bring back a franchise. I just, I, I loved it. But before we give our scores, let's go over the scores on the internet. But even further, it's time to... Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> Diesel held on very barely last week, but... This week, Ron could dethrone the champion. It is time to play a game. Of course, we're going to give a round of the scores of the internet. And uh, it's whoever, it's price right rules. Whoever comes closest without going over until the tiebreaker. And during the tiebreakers, the closest to the number, because we don't do ties here. We're not the NFL. Are you guys ready? All right, Ron, you get to go first. IMDB out of 10 using points. What did they give Ghostbusters Afterlife? 6.2. Diesel? 7.5. Diesel gets the point. It was 7.8. Oh, I was going to go with 8 to 2, and I was glad uh, I did it. You would have busted, and that would have been Ron's point. 7.8 out of 10. Okay, Metacritic. Critics only. Diesel out of 100%. What did they give Ghostbusters Afterlife? 74. Ron. One. Point goes to Ron. 47% on Metacritic. Your mother's a harlot. <laughs> I knew the critics were going to talk. All right, Ron Tomatoes. This is the critic score. I know because I've looked at both scores numerous times, so I know this is the critic score. So, with that being said, Ron, the critic score from Ron Tomatoes out of 100%, what did they give it? 23%. Diesel. 60. I don't right. care if I go over. You don't 60. care if you go over? The winner of this bout. And still, champion Diesel, the score was 62%. Oh, I am so glad I did not fucking stand by my convictions and say 70 on that one because I knew their mothers are a goddamn bunch of Jezebels. <laughs> All right, so let's I knew just, it was going to be low, but I knew going first I was screwed. Just for funsies, let's go Google users. Diesel out of 100%. What did Google users give it? 94. <laughs> Ron, going high. 95. All you... By the way, I just want to point out, Diesel would have gotten the point because it was 93%. So oh, the below. one time I don't go below. The one, if you would have gone below by one, you would have gotten it exactly. But yeah, the, the internet's still spoken. Ooh. So, now it is time for us to give our scores, and we're firstly going to give the nerd scores. And so, the nerd chart is simple. It is an entertainment chart. It is not the critical one. I will give my critical uh, score at the end, but this is a, fun. So... Like we've said before, a movie like Maximum Overdrive is a perfect pick because Maximum Overdrive is a horrible movie, but it's so entertaining. So on the nerd scale, I would give Maximum Overdrive a four, and uh, when in real life, it's probably a four out of ten. So it's a little different, or three out of ten even. I was being cur- I was being very generous on Two four. And a half. I, I think you're right. I, I haven't. It's been a while since I've, I need to score that movie. But still, it's a low movie, but it's very entertaining. So that's what this is. And the uh, chart is as follows: a one is no. A two is you've been warned. Three is take it or leave it. Four is just take my money. And five is certified nerd. And that is rarefied air. That is served for things that are classics, instant classics. Uh, of course, 
Avengers Endgame. Uh, by the way, like, so the two being uh, you've been warned, it means it's not the worst, but it, 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 it could be worth a watch. But, you know, we told you, uh, take it or leave it. It means, you know, if you want to wait for it to come out on Netflix and stuff, that's what we mean by that. You don't necessarily have to rush to the movie theater and take my money, of course. It means just go to the movie theater. See this as soon as you can because it's awesome. So, with that being said, we're going to start with Ron. We're going to go around the round table. What is your nerd score for Ghostbusters Afterlife? All right. The one thing I realized is I'm probably not as a big a fan of Ghostbusters anymore as I thought I was. But that being said, it's not going to adjust my score because I think everybody needs to see this. So I will give it a four. I think everybody needs to see this movie. Though. So Ron's giving it a just take my money. Diesel. We're going for the whole enchilada. This this is the first movie since Endgame game that I'm giving a certified nerd. Nice. Whoa, Diesel's I, I in there. Yep. And you know what? We're going to double that down because I'm going certified nerd on it as well. Uh, yes, this is my opinion. I know, I, I, Realistically, I know a lot of people would probably fall for where Ron was at. I'm going to be honest and just take my money. It is worth definitely seeing. It's a very entertaining movie. Uh, but I, for me, and this is my personal score, I, it's certified nerd. This movie was beautiful. It, did, it made me laugh. It made me cry. It made me everything in between. I, I, I love it. Same as Endgame. Roller coasters get me. That's what it is. Uh, uh, with my critical score, I was thinking about this, and we just recently scored the movies for uh, Horror Zone 607. And on Horror Zone, I gave the original Ghostbusters, the 1984 Ghostbusters, a 9 out of 10, which is a very shining review for me. I gave Ghostbusters 2 a 7 out of 10. Okay. Because I think there's some places where it fails, but I'm still entertained. I still really love that movie. It's fine. This movie, I think, is in between the two. I do not think this is better than the original, but I do not think it's worse than the sequel, which I still gave a good score to. So I gave this movie an 8.5 out of 10. When my only critique of the movie is that, yeah, there was a little draggy part, even though it doesn't hurt the movie in the long run because everything was addressed, so it didn't make it a nice little bow, I still thought that it was still a little that. And when that's my only net negative, that's a damn good fucking movie. Uh, the only other things that I... The reasons I wouldn't score it above Ghostbusters, the original, is because I feel like there was so much innovative stuff that they did in the original Ghostbusters that wasn't present here, and I'd feel like the horror element was really taken out. And in the original Ghostbusters, it was equal parts of horror film as it was an action comedy. So I think that uh, with if you would have had a little more of a horror-esque movement to this and not just the action comedy, I may have even tied it with the original. But, well, it's all aside, 8.5 out of 10 is a great score. Certified Nerd is a great score. Please go see Ghostbusters Afterlife. I literally was waiting <laughs> for a month <laughs> and... Almost what a month and fourteen days to talk yeah. about this movie. I'm so excited to get to talk about this movie. I can talk about it with anybody, and if you guys want to drop that in there, please stop by, and I will chat with everybody about Ghostbusters Afterlife. I truly, truly, truly love this film. Hey, it's Courtney Gaines Malachi from Children of the Core, and you're listening to the Horror Zone Six Oh Seven. I hope you enjoyed the Ghostbusters 
afterlife review. Uh, but you know what? As we always say here on Horror Zone 607, we always want to hear from you. Uh, you know, hit us up on the social medias. Let, let us know what you thought about Ghostbusters Afterlife, whether you agreed, disagreed. You know, we always want to hear from you guys. So remember, hit us up on Facebook, Horror Zone 607. Like and share the page while you're at it. Also, follow us over on Twitter and Instagram at Horror Zone 607, hashtag HZ607 whenever talking about the show. Of course, once again, I just want to throw it out to you guys. 8122productions.com is the place to go for all the information, including if you'd like to support us and buy a really cool shirt over at the T Public Store. The link is up at there as well. And of course, uh, you know, if you would like to support us monetarily for as little as $1 a month and get a ton of extra bonus content, patreon.com slash 8122productions is the place to be. Well, with that being said, once again, in the beginning of the show, I kind of let you guys know what was going on where we're going so this uh, keep your eyes posted because this upcoming monday will be a new episode of horror zone 607 with special i will be hosting since mike c will still be out but we will have a special guest and that guest is diesel from the three fat nerds podcast and uh like i said he doesn't usually watch horror movies but we've got him watching thanks killing and we're gonna have a full review of thanks killing on our thanksgiving hangover show and uh, you know more importantly than that we will give you back to give you the best horror news in the business so until that time i'm rich and for spooky mike c who is on thanksgiving vacation i feel comfortable because i know that he would like to say happy thanksgiving everybody and see ya <laughs>